This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No holes barred. Hang on, hang on, no, you can't, I'm not here, I'm not here. There you go. <laughs> Can we all just take a moment to appreciate what me and Laura have come on to record podcasts with? Right, this is me. <laughs> what have you got, Laura? I bet, I bet they can't hear me with my celery. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's like someone's going to be jerking off to this because it's ASMR central, isn't it? Yeah, and like that's a big thing. I didn't realize it was such a big thing online. It's such a big thing. People would love it. Mm. It's so strange. So what, what ASMR is, if you don't know, it's like it, it's when listening to certain certain sounds... Gives people that like, you know, hairs stand up on the back of their neck and it makes them sort of feel pleasure. I see. I don't get pleasure from it. No, I just get annoyance. Mm. You know, even me doing this. Well, it sounds quite pleasant when it's recorded. I don't, think, nice sm- I don't think it smells terrible. <laughs> Do you smell terrible? <laughs> How are you, Vic? Um, I yeah. I mean, we only spoke about it half an hour ago, so <laughs> not much has changed really. I'm still a miserable cow. I did. I remember something that I did that I have to share. So obviously, it's been really, it's been really hot, um, heat wave, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I am not a fan. Laura looks like she's doing a poo in advance. What are you doing? Are you trying to swallow that celery? Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of it. I took it. I took a premature bite before the other bit had gone down, so I had to work on it. It's very fibrous, isn't it, celery? Very. Mm. I don't. I don't know if I like it. I think I go through phases. Nice. I'm like, oh, I really like celery. I eat loads of it, and then go, nah, I'm bored of this now. I'm a bit like that. Like I'll have it in salads, and then if Steve doesn't like it, I'm the only person that likes it. Yeah. So it's like you know, a whole bit of celery is excessive. It's it's yeah. a lot. Have you had um, celery and peanut butter? No, mate. It's so nice. I'm not the biggest fan of peanut butter. Yeah, if you butter. don't like peanut butter, then there's no point. But if you I don't do hate like it, butter, so I don't love it. It's really good. It's really nice. Like the contrast of the crisp freshness of the celery with the sweet crunchiness of the peanut butter is quite a delight. It's quite a delight. So on Saturday, it was very, very hot. And, um, you know, I don't like wearing a bra in this heat because it's mm. just a lot, isn't it? Just having any fabric containing I've you. never not worn a bra, so I wonder whether that's why it doesn't really bother me. Like I wouldn't not, not wear a bra Because obviously me I've got a fucking massive pair of bangers 
Well, I'm, I, I regretted it, Laura, going into public with no bra on because oh, that's something Lord. that God, I haven't done learned. for a long time. Oh, what's wrong with me? Well, you always do it on a school run as well. I know, but that's different because I normally have a coat you on. you look like a bag of shit. And yeah, I am an actual sort of hobo lady that, you know, <laughs> just blends in with <laughs> general riffraff. <laughs> Um, yeah, I uh, I went to Sainsbury's and I had like a strappy dress on with no bra. Jesus. And then I just, walk, I just got out of the car and was walking towards the shop and thought, what on earth have I done? Because my tits were literally like... like going yeah, there would have been men loving that. But then I was like, oh no, everyone's going to be looking at my tits. And then not in a like, you know... Oh, look at her tits more than I like, bet they were. What the hell is wrong with that? Even woman? they were like sweaty balls of fucking bouncing balloons <laughs> of fat. Um, fat. Yeah, and they were just moving around completely in their own directions. And then we went into well, we I was on my own. I went into Sainsbury's and it was cold, so I got a wreck nipples. Oh wow, mate! There would have been some men that would have gone to the toilet and wanked over that for sure. I don't think they would have. I think they would have cried tears of just pure <laughs> sorrow that they misery. To to it. Oh my god, what is that? And then I didn't have anything with me because it was hot. So I didn't have anything to like cover up because I felt really self-conscious. And it wasn't <laughs> even like a low-cut dress, but it was just a strappy one that was quite kind of like floppy. Yeah. As floppy as my tits. <laughs> and I just felt very exposed. Mm-hmm. And then I only had my bag, which was like, you know, got a long strap. So I thought, oh, I'll just put my bag on. And then that just made it worse because it kind of like crossed and dug into one of my tits and made it just look mental. About <laughs> to take it off. And then I saw one of the fucking dads there and was like, oh, oh my God. Definitely imagined your tits without the dress on. I don't, I'm hoping that he didn't see them because we kind of oh, just crossed paths. He saw them. He saw the fucking mile off, mate. <laughs> he got poked to the eye of one of your fucking erect nipples. <laughs> Just past the chicken breast. Oh my god! So I exercise in trying to be more body confident, but fired massively. It was like this was a terrible. But you gave it a go, and that's the most important thing <laughs> to learn from it. Is it was an experience, and you've learned from it. It's all right at home, but you know, you know, doing a little light jog across the Sainsbury's car park, putting your toe back. Not ideal. <laughs> No idea. Are they over your shoulder. Yeah, old balaxines. And it was so hot. So by the time I got back in the car, I was like, I could I just wiped underneath my tit and it was like two wet fingers. It's <laughs> so sweaty. Yeah. That's my it. God. I wish I was there for that. I wish I'd seen the, the gentle jaunt that came. It was the horror the, that kind of passed tree. over me of like the realization of what mm. I'd done. It's like, oh, that's like dreaming God. that you you've gone somewhere naked, isn't it? And then waking up and being like, it's a dream. But in actual fact, it's not a dream. It was actually a, a I was conscious. in the effort. fruit and vegetable in Sainsbury's. How <laughs> <laughs> back in hell? <laughs> what have I done? Oh, big one. Oh, I swear, an old lady eyed them up and was like, looked at me like, shame on you, you slut. <laughs> I, I had that vibe. You'll, from her. Had your, you'll have your droopy swingers out and say, die. Well, I don't have anything to report. I don't. Do you find, you know, with the, because I saw that you did a post about wearing shorts the other day. Mm. And um, I, I do think that the warmer weather does uh, definitely ignite lots of body insecurities for a lot of people because oh my god, so much! It's so hot. Do you know how you many wanna, women you don't want to not wear? Like you've got to just be free and easy. Yeah, and do you and know how many blow. so so many women said, "I wish I was as brave as you." It's almost like wearing a pair of shorts to expose the fact you've got cellulite. Because this is the thing: like if you had a 
third leg, if you had a tit growing on your thigh, if you had a, a, your twin's head growing out of your ass, that would, <laughs> like your piles, that would all be <laughs> things that you would think, oh, fucking hell, I don't want to show that because that's that's so obscure, that's so different, that's so alien to what society is. But in actual fact, what we do instead is we shame ourselves for something that everybody has. Even people that go to the gym all the time have cellulite. And so, but it's because of the bullshit we see pumped out across social media and, and also media. magazines and yeah. newspapers. It's, and you know, TV. You like, look at all the bloody contestants in Love Island. Yeah. Do you see any cellulite in any of those girls? See, Maybe some of them have got a tiny bit, but it's like, you know. But it's, they, it's just so tragic because I just think, if we normalized it, everyone would be wearing shorts and it no. wouldn't be a big deal. It's just a pair of shorts. But I also really do understand the fact that people don't want to take that step in wearing them because it feels like too much. And the judgment and the outward judgment as well mm. of people like, oh, my God, like you've got your legs out. And people saying to me, like, your legs are so white. And I'm like, yeah, because I, I never get them out. Yeah, I'm not doing that to myself anymore. I want to wear some fucking shorts. I'm going <clears> to <throat> wear them. And yes, I have a lot of cellulite. Yes, I'm now wearing a size 16. I've never been a size 16 before in my life, but I'm fucking comfortable in them. Mm. And that is something I want to celebrate. And that's something that I don't want to punish myself for or believe that I can't wear them because I've not got down to a certain size yet. I'm not doing any of that bullshit anymore. It's not helpful to anybody, but more so it's not helpful to the individual. No, and if we saw more women that just had similar bodies to us that were wearing clothes, it would normalize like that. it. It would just, yeah, it would totally normalize it. And you wouldn't feel so afraid to just make that step and wear something that instead <laughs> it's not comfortable, this heat. It is no. so hot. Like unless you're used to living in a hot country, this is like abnormally hot for us. And yeah. you know. Why suffer wearing like leggings and a fucking long sleeve t-shirt? What? Why? What's the point? It's not going to add anything to your life. Just fucking get the shorts on, put the tank top on, wear a fucking bikini. I mean, there was a woman in Sainsbury's yesterday who literally was wearing a bikini. There you go. Yeah. Wear what you bloody want and don't worry about what other people think about it. But also don't shame yourself if you don't feel confident enough to do it. It's like that whole punishment. It's like there's it's yeah. just that circle that goes round and round of like, oh, but I've not done it. So then I fucked up. But it's not really, it's it's not, it's not that straightforward because know, we really it's so complex. we are brought up with such a heavy condition. Uh, it is a huge uh, level of conditioning, and it it is as young as as soon as you can breathe, yeah. that is being put out there, not only by the people that are bringing you up, but also the environments that you're around. And when, you know, you're age five, you can't make informed decisions about things like that. So this is this is a long-term battle. And I think that it's about accepting that it's not just a you issue, it's an overall global issue around mm. women and their bodies and how yeah. we expect them to be displayed and how we expect them to be covered. And then it's about working out how you work on you on that. Because again, it all comes back down to the fact that just because that's how society sees it, it doesn't mean that that's how you have to see it. And that's why I've just gone, you know, I was shitting myself the first time I wore a pair of shorts to school because I've never worn anything that short before. Mm. And I know that my legs are very pale and I know they're covered in cellulite. And I just thought, and, yeah, you know, like really... I don't want to be hot and bothered. I know oh, no, that's it. And isn't ha- it? Just for the sake of the fact that my legs don't look like other people's, I don't care. They're not going to realistically be any different this summer. So yeah. I don't want to fucking hide them. 
Yeah. And there's a good chance that next summer they won't be any different. But again, I don't want to fucking hide them. No, it's just, it, you just can't. It's just too, it's too fucking out. So even though, you know, I nearly took out that lady, old lady's eyes in, in Sainsbury's, it's the same for me. It's like, I like not wearing a bra. I, I have to overcome the... <laughs> Yeah, but then the whole bra thing, that's, the, that, that's, that's the another same. thing, isn't it? It's it another is, thing. It? And, and then I was like, oh, shit, people must be looking at me because they actually feel like two blondies on a plate. That made me feel really self-conscious then, but I'm sure no one was looking at me. No. Sometimes you know? you've got to overcome that barrier of like awkwardness and fear. But that's hard. That's yeah. A pro- it's a process, Vic. And in my isn't head, I was all? thinking, no, but this is good because what if an, what if another woman saw me and was like, oh, look, she's got mental flappy spaniel tits and she's not I know, but this is, this is the I other thing, it, though. You know? The way that you look at yourself is not how other people look at yourself, how, how other people look at you. So, like, you are thinking, oh, my God, they're thinking this, but in actual fact, they're probably not thinking that at all. Oh, no, I don't even think they care. No. And also, they could be looking at you and going, oh, God, she's got a lush figure. So, mm. you know... We've just got to remember we don't see ourselves the way other people see us. I know. It's hard. You have to constantly remind yourself like I, that. Like I said, and I know you laugh and you always laugh, which I find quite upsetting. You never take it seriously. <laughs> Here we go. But I always say whenever I see you, there is a presence about you that's very... There is though. But you didn't see yourself like that. No, not at all. Thanks for saying you see me like that. I see you like that too, Laura. Fuck off. <laughs> I'm taking my bra off right now. She's doing do it. it. Do, do it. it. Do it. Do it. Do it. it. Da, 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 it's too hot, man. It's got. Da, I mean, you know. Da, 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 da. They're too low <laughs> down, mate. I can't see them. <laughs> oh, that's so, how dare she? How dare she? <laughs> this camera is showing up to my belly button, people. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh dear. Okay, I've got an agony aunt. Hi, lovely ladies. Please, can I get your help? I'm a desperate woman because my little two-year-old, who we've recently adopted, will not sleep without holding my hand. If I leave him, he will wake in the night, realise I'm not holding his hand and cry. This will go on every couple of hours through the night. I heard Victoria talking about the barrier. Battelle. 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 I was going to call it balayage, but I'm pretty sure that's hair. <laughs> that's a hairstyle. Does this work? It, um if so, how? I'm back to teaching nearly full time with massive sleep deprivation. So I need some help with those in the know. Thanks so much. I love your work, girls. You are utterly hilarious and gloriously fabulous. So the, the, yes, the, the, I think that, um, I only know this from friends that adopted their child. Mm. Um, I think you have to take a very different approach when it's an adopted child, especially oh, right, if okay. it's newly, if the I child is newly adopted. Yeah, I mean, we don't know the backstory of the kid. Like, it might be that that kid went into care from birth, so they've been in a stable situation. But either way, I think you expect that there will be some regression when they go with their new parents. So I think you just have to go with it. But that's for for a, for a while, not forever, but just for a little while until they're you, you know feel properly, safe, I guess, exactly, and secure. Yeah, and established. Um, oh, mate. But that's that's only I, I, I'm only you know relaying that information Surmising. sort of secondhand. It's like that's I've never experienced it, so I don't know. But I'm pretty sure I remember having this conversation with them about it because they also had um, a toddler that came into their, their family. Um, so I think probably the best thing to do is talk to the social worker. I mean, I, I don't know. Well, that's not particularly helpful, but wow, thanks very much for once again providing a lot of hope for our <laughs> listeners, Vic. It will pass. But but you know, once once you've got over that period of time, 
Yeah, Edith was like that. She'd have to fall. She would fall. She would fall asleep on me, and then she would only fall asleep on me, and then I'd have to kind of, you know, do some sort of commando. I mean, is it unacceptable to co-share to sleep with him? I don't know. But is that what she wants, though? Yeah, I know, and that's the thing. It's like managing her needs and boundaries while managing his. That must be fucking hard. Must yeah. be really hard while also trying to form a bond because that's a process in itself, isn't it? Learning yeah. about each other and everything. But yeah. fucking out having full time work and then managing that must be so difficult. I know. I suppose whilst you know, because if it's going to be going on for a little while, then I think you just have to get a system in place between you and your partner. Did you say she had a partner? Uh, no, she didn't. If if you have got a partner, I'd probably try and just put a bit of a system in place that you take it in turns. You do one night on, one night off, just so that you do get rest. That's what me and Rob used to do in the thick of our sleep deprivation hell. We just took it in turns. So you do a full night of looking after them, however, whatever that looks like. And then the next night you get to sleep for the whole night and the other person takes over. Um, obviously, that's dependent on you having someone to do that with. Yeah. Someone who's able to, willing to, prepared to. That was helpful for us because at least then, you know, it's still shit because you get an interrupted sleep, but at least it's only every other night. Yeah. And not every single bloody night because that's when it starts being a killer. I mean, she's going to listen to this and probably sob into her fucking sleep deprived fingers. (laughs) (laughs) And she's looking after other people's kids in the day. I mean, Jesus Christ, poor bitch. What a poor bitch. You know, this is different because of the circumstances of uh, the child being adopted. So you just, you know, you don't want to fuck that up. No. So you got to get proper advice from professional people that understand. That actually know what they're fucking talking about, which, by the way, we don't. Well, no, we, we just, you know, this is just our parenting advice from our experience. And that's not our experience, is it? So- no, but I guess the one thing to give to you, especially if this is your first child as well, is, you know, this period of time is really unsettling and it feels like it's lasting forever because sleep deprivation just fucks with your body in so many different ways. But this is going to end at some point and there will be a much more secure bond and you're not doing anything wrong. It's just part of the process of adoption. And parenting, full stop. Yeah. I don't even know what I would have fucking done if I'd been thrown into parenting with a two-year-old. Yeah, it's very and different chaos. stage of life. And it's an really, shock it's a really chaotic time of life for them. It is. It's a really hard time, two-year-olds. <laughs> Toddlers. I mean, you know, I say that three-year-olds are definitely worse because that's where I'm at. Oh yeah! Don't tell her that. I know. Sorry. Oh god, Fucking I'm one of those hell. women. Can we move aren't I? on. Jesus Christ! You oh, are. Oh wow! You just got to get on you with it. Wait. Yeah. You fucking you wait. This is bad now. Back off. I've got a really odd, disgruntled set of voice notes. So it's either that she has pocket voice noted us, or there's a whole lot of talking. What? You've listened to them? No, I haven't. But they're oh, they're tiny. Yeah. Snippets. Oh, okay. Let's give it a go, shall we? Yeah. Okay. First one was a no go. <laughs> they're, they're all breathing. <laughs> Someone's just sent us eight voice notes of them accidentally breathing. I think they didn't realize. Yeah. Um, can I just tell you something funny about sending messages by accident? So um, <laughs> I've been having a conversation with uh, one of my followers about piles. Um, because I spoke about them the other week and I had like ridiculous amount of messages just being like, oh, I've got bum grapes too, oh God, and loads of recommendations of what to do. And someone sent me um, some like a recommendation for a cream 
And uh, it was on Amazon, so she sent me the link to it. So I went and looked at it, and it just really made me laugh because the illustrations with the with the sort of product were like <laughs> a woman, a woman's bum, like in jeans, but then like um, a radar, like a red radar coming out from where her bum hole was, like it was like like it was radioactive, and it, uh, that just really made me laugh. So I screenshot it and like sent it back to her, and with lots of laughy faces, like is this is this supposed to be a bum hole, something like that? And then someone contacted me on Instagram, being all like really professional, asking about a brand deal, and um, obviously I said, oh yeah, no, you can um, speak to my agent. And I don't know why the hell I did it, but I sent them the screenshot of. <laughs> The radar bomb. <laughs> you fucking idiot. I was like, oh, uh, and then I really panicked and was like, how do I delete it? How do I delete it? And before he'd seen it, but he didn't see it, it was fine. I deleted it. But what an idiot. You absolute plank. That's what happens. Technology. Technology's too advanced. These bloody coffee and paste situations, it's dangerous. I- this episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Okay, I've got a story, Vic. Okay, let's do it. It's called, hey ladies, I wondered about head pusher stories. What the fuck is a head pusher? I mean, we're about to find out. It sounds like... A blowjob head pusher. Oh, right. I thought it meant like a a poo, a turtle head coming out. You push it. (laughs) Well, we're about to... It could be. I've never done that, but oh, of course I've pushed out a tail head, but I've never done that. What a poo. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't poo. I don't um, perfect. The first time I stayed at my very first boyfriend's house, we slept in his front room on a blow up bed. No bed sheet, just a blow up bed. Ew. Oh my God. That's so creepy. It's Alas. all rubbery. Yeah. It's so horrible and sweaty. Yeah. Alas, this wasn't the first, first that evening. I was also introduced to the wonder of a lamb donna kebab, which I happily gobbled down. Bit gross, but in a good way. Apparently, fast forward to the evening and I went down on him. It is definitely the head pusher. Apparently, whatever I was doing wasn't quite getting him there. And he started pushing my head back down onto his dick. With your mouth full, there's not that much you can say to inform him that you're not just choking, but gagging as well. After a few seconds and that very first kebab came back up all over his dick. Not the best night of my first, but safe to say the first shag didn't happen either. We didn't um, we didn't break up, which at the time I thought would have been good, a very good of him. Looking back, it was very good of me. Fuck a head pusher. Anyway, love you both. You've got me through lockdown one and two. Well, you know what? For one, it's not consent. No, it isn't. That's actually it, sexual assault, isn't it? It is, yeah, because if unless they've asked prior to Can I push your that, fucking mouth on yeah, my Do you dog? mind if I make you choke on my balls, essentially? Like you need to ask that. There needs to be a conversation because that is quite completely vomited on him. Yeah, me too. Fucking very demonstrative. It, it's it, it's quite violent. Yeah, it is. And and that's fine if you're into it. You know, there's absolutely nothing and wrong that. with it. If you if you if you want to do that, that's absolutely fantastic <laughs> go enjoy go and enjoy it but you know i think that has to be a conversation pre sexy time pre head pusher pre head pusher you can't just do that shit 
No, you can't. But you push. know what? I feel like. Well, that's a little bit like me. I don't know, like trying to get off the bus and pushing someone by the head to get out of the way. <laughs> I mean, it's not like that at all. But I, that's rude. I don't know where you, you wouldn't do that it. Analogy, but you wouldn't do it. <laughs> or, or like you know, like clamping your thighs around Steve while he's going down on you. That would be more appropriate. Not the until bus he can't pushing. breathe. You know. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly the same. <laughs> what I gave is not <laughs> remotely the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just, I also feel, I don't know, maybe this is me just being, feeling old, but I do think that that head pushing thing has become more normalized because of the way that porn has kind of gone yeah. over the last like 10 years. And I don't, I don't really, I don't really think that's ever been a thing with any of the men that I've noshed off. No, no, but also I think it's not even in porn either. Like I know I've spoken about that video, that film so many times, which was fucking awful, but the one where that's what he did that, you know, that was supposedly the closest thing to porn on Netflix, 365 days. He did that. And it was like, women were just falling over themselves about it. But I was like, I don't understand how you can um, overlook something about consent like that and make it into sexual like fantasy because yeah. That is a complete abuse of power. And like you said, that's like clamping your legs around your partner's head. And even saying that, like, fucking hell, I wouldn't do that. Well, why is it okay for a guy to push his head, your head back onto his knob then? It's not. It's the same uh, thing. Yeah, I think because it is, like you said, it's normalised. Like, it's made its way into bloody Netflix. And it would have been fine if at the beginning of the scene he'd said to her, or asked her, is it okay, said, is it okay if I do this? I mean, maybe... Like, if, if Steve were to ever say to me, is it okay... If when you give me a blowjob, I choke you, I'd be like, no. Yeah. I choke yeah, but- you with my knob. No. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, good luck, mate. It's like having a fucking <laughs> cocktail sausage in there. You ain't choking me. I'll be gobbling it up. Um, yeah, it's it's just not, it's not for, it's not something that I am into. I don't no, really know. I don't really like the idea of choking on a Frankfurt. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm not the it's biggest fan. It's sexy. No, I don't. I get, I get the, I get that it's a power dynamic, and I understand that. And I, and I think a lot of women like the fact that men have that level of control. And don't get me wrong, I like Steve to have control, but not to that degree. That to me is like horrible. Yeah, because it's quite, it's really physically, it's a lot. And I don't like men to have power. Yeah, and also I don't like choking. I don't like, I don't like. I mean, like choking on something. Oh yeah, I just don't I don't get it. Like I really struggle with your with it being a sexual thing. I don't know. Yeah, but this we're not fetish we... shaming because some will really love that. And that's yeah, fine, no, no, no. And I, thing, you know, it? but I, I like I'm not a fetish shaming. I genuinely would like to speak to somebody and say, like, what is it? I'd like to have like that really honest conversation with somebody who is into a fetish and understand like what the process is like and not shaming it, but just you know, there's so much intrigue and there must be so many funny stories that come out of it as well. Hmm. So yeah, I'm not shaming it. I'm genuinely intrigued. I'm just not into it. Yeah. Me too. Like, I don't get it at all. And you know what? It would take a lot for me to get the ick really. Other than just general appearance of men. I'm not that <laughs> icked out by people. <laughs> I do. I think I can try to think now. I'm just trying to think of all the blows I've ever given. Um, I yeah, do remember one guy that used to quite be into it, and I like actually did quite like it in the context of that sexual chemistry oh, well, that we had. Go, 
but we, it wasn't like it was like a regular thing. And it's strange that whole thing would be like, well, if he asks, then it's messing up the power play that's going on because there's definitely a power play between me and this guy. Yeah, but then I guess that's a consensual thing then, isn't it? Yeah. So that's still consenting to the power play, but I think there still needs to be that conversation around how you have sex because there are a lot of women, a lot of women that not only would be embarrassed to even speak up because they've been ashamed of the fact that they didn't enjoy it because the idea is pumped across media is that you're meant to enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So they wouldn't ever say, I don't like that. Yeah. And it takes, you know, I think quite a confident women to be able to woman to put that boundary out there. I wouldn't have been able to put that boundary out there. I just would have done it. Yeah, I know. Me too. Now I would, but but then no, in my twenties. But I, but yeah, it's so complicated. Oh my god, everything's so hard, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, anyway, if you've got a story, <laughs> let's on. cheer things up around here, Jesus. I'm gonna eat a meat stick. <laughs> oh my god, it actually looks like a penis. I know. I can't. Laura, Laura just said she didn't like it, and yet she's shoving a sausage on the fry right now. I love a sausage every so often. I probably love a sausage. Uh, right, we've got a little voice note here. I'm just going to download it and um, see what she's got to see for herself. But she says, I'm so happy to have found your podcast. Love, love, love how real and relatable you are. Thanks for always making me laugh. Hopefully this voice night makes you laugh. Oh, oh it will, baby. Oh, it will. Hello, you wonderful, beautiful ladies. She's American. This is probably going to ramble on, but as you can tell, I am not English. Uh, I'm actually in the U.S. and a lot of your slang I have to Google. Uh, <laughs> one of which is when Victoria used the word pile. Um, so my story is about piles. Yay! Um, so when I was pregnant with my first son, he uh, dropped low right at the end of my pregnancy and caused the most horrendous hemorrhoids. Um, so much so that I had to have them cut open in the ER <gasps> and drained. But that's a story for another day. Jesus uh, this one is where I was in my last week of work hugely pregnant and my very conservative religious boss um had a instant message up to me my husband also worked at the same company and i had a separate instant message to him oh no and as i thought i was messaging my husband that my hemorrhoids were so insanely painful that i needed to leave and get some relief and stop and get some witch hazel on the way home i realized that i had actually messaged my boss oh my god message about my hemorrhoids and (laughs) I felt like I was going to die and I wanted to crawl under my desk and instead of ignoring it he responded and said I don't have much uh, knowledge in this area however I could ask my wife if you like (laughs) so that's the story of how I wanted to find a new job very quickly and I did oh my god oh love the accent by the way love the accent Beautiful. That's amazing. Hemorrhoids all the way from the US of A. Or US of A and also the <laughs> US, of anal. US of anal. US of anus, in fact. That's from what she made, isn't it? <laughs> um, that is just horrific. I've accidentally messaged my um, doctor's surgery before. I had a, two messages up 
uh, and they at that time they were contactable by Facebook Messenger. And then I was talking to another friend about how sometimes I just think it would be easier to be a lesbian and how men just windmill their dicks around and think that that's going to turn us on. And I sent that to my doctor's surgery. <laughs> and they, I then, I then realised between the two and I was like, oh, oh God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I messaged, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And they were like, oh, it's okay. Um, don't worry. And I was like, no, but that wasn't meant for you. They were like, no, we gathered it wasn't for us, but don't worry, we completely agree. <laughs> yeah, that is so easily done. Well, I just, I did it to the bloody, sent that guy a picture of the radiating anus, didn't yeah. I? Yeah. Also in the piles category. <laughs> yeah. Very bum related. <laughs> Very bum related. Oh, I get the fear so badly of doing that though, especially knowing you've got like multiple WhatsApp chats going on. I don't on. like it. It stresses There's, me out. The, the WhatsApp messaging has to have distinctive um, differences between people's names. Yeah, I know. But you know, it, it can happen to the best of us. Oh Yeah. You know, oh, absolutely. It, especially, you know, like, because I always get the fear of sending something to the, like, the, the mum's WhatsApp chat that I'm part of. That, um, Wait, you're slagging them off? Yeah, essentially. <laughs> I'm relying. <laughs> I just don't want to send them the wrong thing. It, it no. could go really badly. Yeah, I mean, there have been a couple of times where I've sent things on WhatsApp to, like, groups, and I forget the fact that people just don't have the same sense of humor as me. I know, that's what it is, yeah. And it's the tumbleweed moment. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, okay, so that wasn't funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know when they say about the fact that comedians have to have experiences where they die on their ass? I do that on a daily basis. It's all content. Yeah. That's what I say now. When anything happens, I just go, it's content, babe, it's content. You know what? Uh, Hilariously, I had a conversation with uh, the head teacher of one of the kids' schools in the last week. And she said to me, I followed you for ages. And she said, I didn't realise who you were until you uploaded the post about the fact that you had signed your son in as a slag. Do you remember? On on Zoom classes. And I read it and thought it was hilarious. And then at the end of the day, the teacher came to me and said, you would not believe what happened today. <laughs> and that's when I put the two and two together and realised that you were knee deep in life. Because <laughs> she had the exact same story of what you had shared. Um, so, yeah, should have said buy my book. Yeah, buy my book. Oh, what a brilliant anecdote. Like, buy my book. <laughs> Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's, it is just, it's just one of those things. It's human error. We all yeah, make you it. You know, um, Rob's on um, way more of these like parent chats than I am because I just, I don't, I can't bother. I don't know. I, I, I don't give unless, a shit. Unless I'm like proper friends with them, I don't care. In the nicest way I could say, I don't give a flying fucking cunt about what your child achieved at school. I don't. No. no. I don't give a fuck. No, I'm it's really boring. pleased for you, but you know what? I never share any of my children's experiences because I understand that you're not going to give a fuck. So I give no, you respect exactly. to not share it with you. If your child has gone up a reading age, well fucking done. FYI, mine hasn't. I don't care. <laughs> I care about my child outside of that. It's, it's just white noise. Yeah. And you know, I'll share that shit with like my mum. Yeah. You know, my mum and dad are all over. I fucking nan. love it. But that's and, yeah, it. And my mother-in-law, she fucking loves it. Yeah. You know, but, but no, 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 not even. Even my I friends. will talk about it. There are kids who fucking love them. I think the sun shines out of their ass. But outside of that, 
no nobody's one cares. gonna give a fuck yeah it, that that does it riles me it riles me it's like i'm just so proud of them great that, that's look cool. what they did what Who do you want me to shit? say what yeah, do you want me to fucking say to you but rob likes it like he likes being on there and i think maybe it's because i'm a miserable cow and i don't always... laugh at his jokes but oh, he maybe. just always puts jokes on there but he got kicked out of a whatsapp chat <gasps> because he put like an inappropriate joke and it really kicked off because yeah he made like oh my god but this is the thing with rob and i don't know if it's his aphantasia condition thing that he's got is that sometimes he really doesn't know how to read a room like yeah. re- like he really doesn't know or read a whatsapp chat and so he just put something on there that's like to some people that don't have our sense of humor they just take it really literally and then be offended, which is exactly what happened. And then Fuck. it kicked off. And then what happened was they went and made a splinter group like off of that WhatsApp chat and Rob what wasn't a part of it. <laughs> oh my God. That's like being excommunicated from his band and nobody told him they were breaking up with him. And then I mean, he went and got exactly a tattoo. What with his band. <laughs> hey guys. Move to London and make a band, man. Yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. Yeah, let's go to London and get tattoos and you'll be amazing. Uh, where are but you then? Thank God he did. We're not coming, look, look at you now. <laughs> look at you now. Oh, very funny. Very funny. Right then. So if you want to send us any stories, agony aunts, voice recordings, anything else, you can email us at noholdbardpodcast at gmail.com. What else can they do, Laura? Uh, they can also head on over to our Instagram page at noholdsbardpodcast and slide on into our DMs. And in addition to that, they can also... Give us a review online, wherever it is you listen to this podcast. Please, 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 will you give us a review? Yes, not a bad please. one, though. We're not interested in those fucking kids. <laughs> Absolute kids. <laughs> kids. <laughs> we all live kids. on the good ones. <laughs> but if you listen to this and it pisses you off, well done. <laughs> yeah, well done. You've just contributed to our numbers. So thank you for supporting us, as, as always, always, with your height. <laughs> Much love. <laughs> Much love. Yes, kiss, kiss. Yes, kiss, kiss. And also remember, as always, you can buy sex toys on our website. And uh, maybe one day we'll actually be able to uh say, hey, we're going on tour. Way. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. We can do that hopefully yeah. soon. It's all it's all in the pipeline, love. No. One thing at a bloody time. I feel like this has been a bit of a Debbie Downer, actually. We gave terrible advice to that poor woman who's on the bones of her ass with regards to terrible sleep. Yeah. We laughed at the woman who basically, well, we, we've just broken it to the woman that she was sexually assaulted by her then boyfriend. <laughs> and we've now just laughed at a woman who was in America with such horrific piles that she needed surgery. <laughs> We're welcome right. to no holes, holes bars. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> uh, what can I we say? We're just delivering it as it is, aren't we? Yeah, this absolutely. Sweet art. So, I mean, if you're here next week, thank you very much for returning. We love if you're you. Not, soz. Yeah, if you're not, farewell. So oh my long. god, you know I'm what? Really if we even got to mention this. This is probably the last week before the summer holidays. Oh, oh lord! God. Is it? No, we've got one more week. Next yeah, week, no, because no, this oh week I'm out next we week. haven't. Shit. Yeah. Next week's Fuck the last off. week of school. Fuck a bit off, as in no. This week now. We're, no, it's we're not. technically when people are listening to Is this. Is it? Yeah. When do your kids break up? Mine's the 22nd. Oh, fucking mine's the 19th, mate. It's even closer. Yeah. So this is it. We're now entering the school holidays, girls. The 20th. 20th is when mine's finished. Oh, God. 
Wait, that's not, oh my God, that's next week. My first school um, summer holiday, I'm dreading it. You know, the only good thing that I that I feel comes from that experience is the fact that you don't have to get up and move quickly. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know whether yeah. it's because my kids are older again. I mean, I hate to keep rubbing it in about the oh, age no. of my kids, but it does make a difference for me. Well, and then we're seven anyway, so we've got, yeah. then we don't leave the house till half eight. So it's an hour and a half. It doesn't feel rushed. No, but and the thing for me as well, like we have quite nice, lazy, slow starts in the summer holidays, unless we've got something planned for the day. But invariably it's like, yeah, let's get up, let's move, and then we'll stay out you know, in the afternoon and then into the evening, whereas obviously you're an absolute fucking paranoid Patricia about bedtime. Well, not for Oliver. Oliver's a lot more flexible, so he could stay out. But um, it's coming. It is coming. That time is is on the horizon now. You know, he's he's five. He's going to be six. You know, later this year. Give it two more years and you're going to be in the realms that I'm in. I mean, don't get me wrong. We just need Edith to get out. Sweetheart, it's no walk in the fucking park. Yeah, but we won't be in in comfort phase, mate. Not like we are now. No, you're in the eye of the storm at the moment. And it's passing slowly. Like I said, I don't even feel like sometimes I should be here. I feel (laughs) like it just should be you making noise about how much you hate your children. (laughs) Yes, I don't hate them. No, you I don't hate them. You just the find them challenging and it's an incredibly important, healthy way to discuss the frustrations of parenthood that we all feel and yet we feel too ashamed to share. So well done, congratulations and bra fucking O for sharing the I mean, I don't know what sort feel. of state I'm going to be in by the end of the summer days because, you know, I do three days on the trot with them and I've had enough. I'm going to put it to you tactfully. Do you remember when I used to come on the podcast every week during lockdown and I would just look different levels of dysfunctionally terrible and be I'd huff and puff and have to find my happy face yeah that'll be me that's gonna be you but it'll be okay worst thing that will happen is you'll have a breakdown so don't worry (laughs) and then you won't be able to do anything I mean it's a joke of childcare of of like trying to get the whole thing covered he's gonna go to a summer club for two weeks good for Um, you but then the rest of the fucking four weeks that's left, it's just me and Robert sharing it. So, yeah. yeah. And Edith is still in. She's in, thank the Lord. She's at nursery. Oh, good Lord. I'm going to put her in full time. I'm not having her off on a Friday. Good for Kill you. me now. Because apparently you. when I do that, that's what makes me the miserable cow. No, but also, like, why the fuck not? If it's impacting you... We'll finish yeah, it's this after record. You know, we'll finish. I was about to say to you, you're already going through enough at the moment. Yeah, I know. Oh dear, we've gone off track again. This is what oh, happens with Rick dear. and I. Uh, I mean, when was the last time we spoke? Friday. Yeah, no, it was before- earlier today. <laughs> no, as in before today, it was Friday. Yeah, Friday, yeah. So it's been it's been two days. It's too a long, long time. It's a long too time long. for you and I to not share our thoughts and wisdom on life. <laughs> I wouldn't say wisdom. But it just means you're going to have to cut down even more of this podcast. Uh, all right, we're going to say right. goodbye. We will. Goodbye. So long, farewell. You. Bye-bye. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. 
Listen wherever you get your podcasts.